Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, happy holidays, happy new year. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 392, the last episode of the year 2022. I'm your host, Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by Andy Anako, my partner in crime. Hey, Andy. Hey there, hi there, ho there. How was, how was your Yule Tide? If it was a Yule in which you tided? Uh, I definitely tided, and I had a Yule log. Um, I did Ooh. get a Yule log cake. <laughs> which I think you'll be proud of for. Um, I should probably send you a picture of it, actually, because it was quite beautiful. Um, folks, if you hear us, we're both very <laughs> under the weather. <laughs> Congested. Um, battling whatever it is out there that has taken over our bodies. It just is what it is. <laughs> Perhaps next year, 2023, Andy and I will have bionic throats and arms to accompany them. Perhaps the arms will have built-in microphones <laughs> so that we don't have to carry so much podcast gear on us. Yeah. Actually, I'm think I'm I'm getting closer and closer to getting like the that uh, uh I will not turn this into a podcasters talk about their podcasting gear podcast because that's that's like that's almost as, that's almost as bad as like a writer writing a short story about a writer who's trying to write a short story. It's like, "Okay, let's move on." But but yeah, I'm I'm Becoming closer and every every time I try to do, I'm I'm as you can probably hear by the fact that my my audio signature is somewhat different this week. Uh, I am not in my usual office, uh, and it's always a complicated thing when you break down everything that you think you're going to need for the thing. But the thing is, when you plug everything back together, it's no longer the static system that you had and has been reliable for months and months and months. It is now something that you only know that academically will work fine. Uh, and so there was, of course, some 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 growing pains in trying to get everything working. So, every, but so every time I run into this sort of situation, I get closer to buying. I see podcasters using this Rode like Bluetooth like wireless mic that is like if you see them like someone having this, they have this like black plastic box like clipped to their uh, clipped to their collar with a Rode logo on it and maybe an LED. So that's a microphone. There's a receiver that. If you're fancy, if you're Mr. or Mrs. Fancy Pants, you plug it into like an audio recording device or your camera or whatever it is. Uh, but it actually can record stuff in and of itself. And it also could just simply be a Bluetooth microphone. So I was, uh, and you get two of them tied into the same receiver. So if you're doing like an interview, you can just basically clip something to someone else's collar. You're good. And I just have this fantasy of instead of taking like a microphone and then, of course, a microphone stand and then some sort of a microphone cable and then maybe a USB audio device, it's like, oh, but I could just have these three little postage stamp sort of things and then just connect to it via Bluetooth and then mm-hmm. magically everything will work. Uh, but I know that there is never, nothing ever magically works when you're like more than, let's say, 800 yards away from your office. So it's, yeah. it's, also, it's also $250. So I'm going to have to think about that before I make the leap. It's like, ah, at least, at least, at least having the say. illusion of the illusion of progress, the illusion of a solution would in itself, I think be worth $250, but we'll, we'll see. Do you know how many churches have totally bought this for their like epic setups and gotten a tax write off on it? Doesn't that just get uh, a little bit on the inside? <laughs> You're like, I just want to make a podcast. Like when I go visit people, <laughs> like I just want to, you know, keep my little podcast going. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's it, oh I, my gosh. Again, I think I think people listening will also appreciate that it's it's just the sort of thing where you feel you you have a certain level of trust that if I just unplug what I have from here and plug it right back into the exact same computer right. over there, it will work. But then something doesn't sure. happen because again, sure. you like like uh, it's 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 like there's uh, you let air 
get into like the 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 copper hoses that are connecting the microphone to the computer and everything like mm-hmm. that. And now you got to now you got to you got to bleed the lines out first, like like in a, like in break lines. I don't know what it is, but. Well, Andy, do you know what people love more than podcasters talking about podcast equipment? <laughs> uh, well, I know it isn't people people who work in technology getting free stuff from other companies. <laughs> no, that's exactly. <laughs> Andy knew where I was segueing. Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. You put it. You put it. You put into the conversation notes. It's it's fun. And, and I, I put I was it just, exactly. I was just being snarky, and I'm, I'm still in, I'm still in a salty mood over the whole like setting up the podcasting thing. So I'm fine. No, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Listen, I and also because I'm trying to like live in this era of trans quote unquote transparency. Uh, but really, there I'm anyway. Listen, I'm a journalist <laughs> and I get holiday gifts for <laughs> being a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, these are products like usually what happens at the end of the year is that um, the companies that we cover, they'll like send out cards. Um, when I was a younger journalist, when I worked at magazines, I once got sent wine. I opened it the wrong way and the whole thing <laughs> shattered on the carpet of my employer's building. Um, and so that made me a huge fan with the facilities folks. They were not happy about that one. That was a hard one to take out. Uh, it was red wine, too. <laughs> Which, as we know, but this year I actually got <laughs> this year I actually got some presents. I really shouldn't call them that, but whatever. They're Promo- promotional they're promotional G jaws. Promo- Thank you, exactly. Promotional material uh, that I think I'm going to keep. Um, and I figured I would share it again in the spirit of transparency, and also so you know I can I guess rank them. Uh, <laughs> So here, here's my loose ranking of the things that I was gifted for the holidays this year from companies. Uh, last in place is the broken hot chocolate bomb that Motorola sent me. Um, I don't think they meant to send me a broken hot chocolate bomb. I saw that they tried really hard to put a lot of padding in around <laughs> a hot chocolate bomb. And when we're talking about uh, we're talking about a bath bomb here, right? In- Not oh, oh no, hot chocolate bombs. So you dri- drip in water. It's like a a, a packed golf you ball of milk. stuff and oh, hot got it. milk. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and you know, it's the new Instagram TikTok visual thing, right? You want to kind of send this, it would make a good social media post, right? Because yes. that's kind of the, the, you know, that's what. Hey guys, you won't believe what Microsoft just sent me. Media. It's the micro, it's the most darling thing. It's the Microsoft uh, Windows Office XP 4312, which is going to be released in three months. I've been using it on beta and it's awesome. It's a chocolate milk bomb. Just watch what happens. Yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, but except it was Motorola. Oh, sorry. Um, it, it's it's just uh, it, I was bummed because I would have liked a hot chocolate uh, cocoa bomb. Uh, let's see the I got a one plus holiday sweater. Actually, I should show you these things. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay, uh, this is the one plus sweater. <laughs> It says happy holidays. happy holidays. It has a bitmap Christmas tree, obviously. Well, because it's a holiday sweater sort of thing. Oh, and I see in the in the in the rebus of like holiday like things at the at, in the in the fringes. It has candy canes and packages, and also the OnePlus logo. Oh, and the tree is decorated Correct. with OnePlus logos. Okay. Yeah, and then on the back it says OnePlus. Ah, there you go. Like a like your your like that's your name, and you're on like a professional sweater team or something. Yes. Right. 
Uh, I will say the tag says that one tree is planted for every item that is made from this company that they used. So um, <laughs> I guess we should appreciate the attempt to be eco-friendly. So that was the OnePlus sweater, which was red. And then in the garage right now, I have a, the Microsoft Clippy holiday sweater, which you can pretty easily look up um, if you'd like to see a visual out of it. And actually, I saw a lot of people on t- uh, on TikTok over the holiday that were wearing it. And I know it sold out a couple of times. So I think they did very well with like that campaign. Unfortunately, I cannot wear either of the two sweaters. They are going into my Christmas sweater vault because Lord knows in 10 years, like that's going to be the thing to bring out at a Christmas party. Yes. <laughs> Um, so that'll be fun, but I absolutely cannot wear them. Like I'm actually itching really bad right now from <laughs> carrying that one plus sweater to show you. I've developed such an allergy to certain fabrics, um, over the course of the last couple of years that I, I pretty much can only wear like cotton and, um, you know, other sort of other fabrics that are not polyester, um, <laughs> and plastic, which, Sweaters are usually made of because that's like, and wool also is another thing I can't wear. Oh, no. Now you all know my skin problems. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but the best gift that I got, a very unsuspecting best gift that I got, comes from a brand that I've worked with on like some smart home things. I haven't really covered them a lot, but I have like some of their products. They are a very affordable brand. They are Xiaomi's affordable smart, smart brand, and it's called... Uh, Yee Light, Y E E Light, and they sent me this beautiful, like lamp. And the reason I say it's beautiful is because when you turn it on, it's got that. Um, I don't know if this translates in the in the webcam, but it's got yeah, that I'm sort of it. like um, uh, I don't know, like a perforation around like the bulb area, so it looks like a like a um, Edison bulb. That's what I wanted to say. It looks so. What, what you're holding looks like. Uh, imagine a highball glass turned upside down. With uh, like a like a metal canister like at the base of it, and inside is like a what looks like a two and a half or three inch high like glowing wick sort of thing. And Correct. It, and this wick. is it's a great smart, way to smart, smart it. controllable. Apparently, it does. So I tried to. No, okay, now I just want to say I really like this lamp because you can twist it on and off. Which I was like, oh, wow, you could charge it by USB-C. And so I put it by my bedside and it's become my little like reading at night lamp. So I'm not completely reading in the dark. Um, But apparently it does have some smartphone functionality, which I'm trying to figure out because I tried to go find a product page for this. And it seems to be missing from the US Yeelight site. I can only find the German site for it. And I don't think it's the right model because it charges via micro USB. So... I, I love it for its usefulness. I really appreciate it. I do think Yeelight has some great bulbs if you don't want to spend like the full <laughs> amount of money on, you know, the Philips Hue and all that. But I get worried about these end of the year gifts because they usually end up being like, here, Flo, have the leftover stock. <laughs> <laughs> so in this case, I was very happy to take over the leftover stock. Uh, and if I figure out if apparently... This is supposed to connect via like it's supposed to create a Bluetooth mesh, so yeah, that you do, was... yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, okay, how, uh, do you know how much these cost like individually? Because I'm looking, so I'm looking at the page that you linked, and a lot of them, a lot of the, the it's idealized users are like saying, "Hey, here we are sitting outside. Let's have a big stack of one, two, three, four, five of these. Just one on one on 
the armrest of each of our Adirondack chairs, one at the foot of our Adirondack chairs, each of them, and then another one on the little coffee table in between our Adirondack chairs. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll have to test it on my Adirondack chairs that I have. I mean, it's... it's, it's okay, side note. Yeah. <laughs> that word is very hard for me to say. <laughs> I mean, it's, it does. It seems uh, it's. Uh, I'm 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 at a loss a little bit because some of this is. Uh, I can see a situation where you're like, "Hey, I'm having a little like outdoor party," or sometimes we just do things like on the deck, and wouldn't it be great to just be able to like keep these things, keep like a dozen of these charged, and then just have just scatter them where they need to go, and then with one app because it's in a, I assume a Bluetooth mesh, it talks to each other, creates its own network, and I could adjust up and down colors for every one of these. But I'm wondering, like, so are these like $80 each and you can get a 10-pack for $1,000 because, hey, that comes with a box that holds 10 of these. Of course, you'd, you'd spend an extra $200 for that. I think that was the point. I I do think it's interesting, like, because I'm, I'm going to CES next week, which is a thing I will talk about when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, um, able, to, and you're and... able both health-wise and emotionally-wise to discuss the experience. I know, I know, right? I'm I'm a little concerned about how healthy I'm going to be beginning next week. Um, God help me. <laughs> but uh, I, I am thinking a lot about like the smart stuff because obviously that's kind of what I'm going for. There's not a lot of mobile stuff. And I, be- I do believe Google's going to have a presence there as far as like they're just going to be there. But um, it's mostly a smart things show. And so it's always interesting to see like what, especially now with like Matter, standard being live they want to introduce all these new products that connect to one another i'm very curious to see like what new concoctions will come through so i will i will try and set this up i actually didn't because i didn't know it was smart it came um (laughs) it it just came in the box and then i was kind of hastily threw away the box because forgive me uh, it was christmas but uh, (laughs) i need to figure out how to use this thing but it doesn't make me itch that's a good. That's always a good my thing. Skin. My my favorite types of technology do not make me itch. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. I I'm not gonna again. I hope I'm not being ending the the year on a dour note. But it just it's these. I'm I'm getting a little bit more uh, like cynical about devices like these because uh, I, again they're cool. They demo well. If you're going to be putting pictures on your website of this cool new smart lamp that you've created, you can definitely create the case of oh wow and look you don't have. That you, you can have eight, if you have eight of them like on your deck, you don't have to go from uh, from uh, from 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 lamp to lamp individually, turning them on or off or turning them up or down. You can just do it all from one central location from an app, and mm-hmm. it's like okay, but how much time and trouble does that save you? B will that be more than offset by trying to troubleshoot? Okay, why is this not connecting to the lamps? Why is this app not? Oh, I need to update this. Okay, why? Then why are these three activating but these three not? Okay, now they're out of sync. Do I have to reset all of them? And maybe that maybe that is does have something to do with like one of the last things that I did before like we started the podcast was uh, taking. I was I originally set up like my Bluetooth headphones like for uh, for to listen to my audio, and uh, it was working fine. And then suddenly it wasn't working fine. And the solution was okay. I can't. I don't know why. It, it's it's a everything that I'm looking at on my MacBook here says that it's connected via Bluetooth. Everything that's in the software says that it sees them and is using them, but it just wasn't working. And like okay, or I could just simply take this backup pair of like USB C wired headphones, like earbuds, like my Pixel Buds C, 
uh, and just I can just plug those in. And because it's simply a copper wire that, no, I can't walk all the way across the room with them, but it will absolutely work because it's just copper and it works. And so this is why, like, this might be coloring, like, my expectations of this thing, where how difficult is it just to simply, like, there's a switch on the bottom of each one of them. You're going to have to, like, these aren't, like, all-weather lamps that, uh, according to, as as far as I can tell from this website, and you are going to have, and they're not permanently wired in. There are USB-C charts, so you're going to have to, at some point, have them inside, connected to a charger, and at some point, you're going to have to, like, put them in a box and walk around your lawn, like, putting things where they need to go. What's And you're going to have to turn them on at that point anyway. So it's like, okay, so great. You have these smart Bluetooth mesh-enabled speakers that have this app that I'm sure is completely trustworthy when it comes to personal privacy and security. Uh, like, okay, but why? And and this is part of, like, for the part of the shift in my job that I put myself through, like, 10 or 15 years ago, where it's like, okay, I mean, yes, it's cool, but cool is not good enough it's useless it's just putting more <laughs> chips on a light bulb and th- making making it an led bulb that's great that's wonderful and having them like dimmable that's too that's great and my and my smart light bulbs i have in my house where i can with what by touching one button on my phone or by a voice command say hey turn on the living room lights or if i'm watching a movie hey turn the lights down to 10 percent. that is also very useful but this is like you have not thought this through you just had a whole bunch of crap you wanted to put in this thing Although it was interesting that you threw this in here because I also had something I didn't, I don't think I put it in the show notes because I was going to, I was going to add in later on. I actually had a really good experience with Google lens of like last week. Oh. So this is uh, last week. Um, I talked about that really cool, like Google uh, f- uh, photo capture app and saying, Hey, when you're visiting mm-hmm. like friends, houses and relatives houses during the holidays. And if you see a picture that you like a copy of, you can use it to easily make a copy of it. And I was using Google lens a couple of times for other things, which is like, um, uh, I was at my aunt's house and she had this really cool, like bedside lamp and it wasn't, and was kind of new ish, but I, I, I won't describe it because it's irrelevant, but it seemed like a very, hand, it seemed like the sort of lamp that, ooh, I know, exa- I'm kind of looking for a lamp that's kind of like that. I can see how it would solve a problem in my living room. And of course, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. It didn't have like a big sticker saying, you know, Omnilamp 3000 from Pamaglam, <laughs> you know. So, but then I remembered, <laughs> hey, look, I've, 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 I've got Google, I've got Google Lens on my phone. So, and it, it worked exactly the way that the demos, are supposed well, it's, it's supposed to work. It's like okay, I'm going to take a photo of this lamp with no words or text on it. It's just simply a unusual but by no means distinctive looking lamp. And of course, Google Lens within five seconds showed me six examples of lamps that looked almost exactly like it, including like the one that this exact lamp. So, which also let me let me know that like the home store. Uh, it was a home. She bought my aunt must have bought it at a home store, and it cost like about thirty bucks. But they, it's a knockoff, obviously, of like an eight hundred dollar designer lamp that looks almost exactly like it. And I'm okay, like, and so I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's well, well done, Google Lens. So this is this is why I'm, I'm I think it's a I think it's good practice for those of us in this job just to, just to first, last, and and always. But it's like this is a feature that actually helped me out. Yes, it helped me find something I want to buy and turn me into another consumer, but there was something I was going to I was going to look for anyway, or at least I bookmarked it anyway. And it will 
lead me to buying a very sensible lamp that will solve a simple problem in my house. So that, that that's always going to have to be the pass fail for us like year after year after year. And this is, and this is why my God, I'm so impressed and envious of your like mental fortitude to go to CES <laughs> and because even, even sitting here remotely when I get pitches, like I am I, getting I, paid. You are getting paid. Exactly. But, but just, but just like, <laughs> oh, I would lose that job so quickly by saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> This looks like a piece of garbage. Andy, this, this, looks, like my, this looks like there's no reason my... for this to exist. Why did you create this? Why would anybody I just help me out here? And when I have to write the line, hey, this could be a really good thing, solution for people who dot, dot, dot. Can you finish that sentence? Or am I just going to take like three more free Cokes from that from the little cooler in this conference room and then just leave? <laughs> you know what? I think um, this is my 10th CES. Like in person, I should say this is my tenth CES in person. This is I've covered. I've been covering CES. This is my twelfth CES, actually, just like covering it. Um, even if you're counting like the pandemic times, because I was still covering that, but just remotely. Uh, and I have fallen into the trap. I'll be honest with you. First, because I was like a really young journalist and just kind of like learning how to decipher between BS and no BS. <laughs> and now that I. I can decipher between that a little bit better than I used to. You know, we have all true joy is in progress. We're always progressing to try and, and be better. But this year, I really just looking at the stuff coming in my inbox because I've been so under the weather because I had COVID this year because of just like everything we're at. We're like, I'm going back to CES after just having no time to actually recuperate from everything that just happened to us. I do not have mm -hmm. time for a bad pitch. I don't. And, you know, I, I have absolutely all the empathy in the world for the people who are like trying right. to get stuff seen because I, this is a hard job to put yourself out there and like still love yourself at the end of the day. That <laughs> takes a lot of like, you need a lot of inner person to be able to do this. <laughs> uh, and which I'll admit, like I'm still working on that part. Anyway, this is all to say, I promise I will do my best not to just like hype. But I, you know, I'm I'm trying to look at technologies that would actually help us in yeah. the new year, um, while also taking, as Andy said, free waters wherever I can, <laughs> free granola bars, um, and you know, maybe a free hot toddy if they're offering it, because that would really <laughs> suit this throw right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Andy, this feels like a good time as ever for us to talk about what the year ahead is going to look like for Google, and. Um, by the way, did you know Mercury is in retrograde? <laughs> such a great way to end the new year. <laughs> That's not surprising because retro is really in right now. Yeah, right? Um, well, according to some news outlets, what they call retro for us Gen Xers and millennials is uh, what? what is it? Oh, we are kid adults. Oh, they're still upset that we can't afford homes. <laughs> And that we can't afford to have children because doing so would be irresponsible because so we can't afford to raise them. Okay, fine. See that 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 the, that, that, the, that the fact that the fact that we have a Disney Plus subscription to watch expensively made new content based on characters we enjoyed, basically in our freezing hovel that we can afford to rent from a huge multinational corporation of investors that are driving real estate prices farther and farther and farther and further and further and further. If I were to be grammed correctly, fine. We don't care. I, we're gen, I'm, I'm generation X. I'm, I'm programmed not to care what the boomers say about us. 
millennials, I hope you <laughs> millennials and Gen Z. I'm hoping you're picking that up and realizing that again, we're, this is we're trying. We're trying. We're all really tired, though. Uh, but no, in all sincerity, like this is probably not going to be the kind of end of year wrap up that you're used to hearing from us about Google. And I think it's because we're actually ending, you know, to be honest here, as everybody's feeling it, we're ending on kind of like a weird economical time. I, I'm just going to put it that way because that's how I'm sugarcoating it. Worldwide um, that econo- to- macroeconomic environment, as Sundar Pichai Correct. Thank you, Sundar Pichai. Thank you so much, Sundar, for reminding me that that is what we are using. So because of that, it's it's going to be an interesting year to watch at the very least. Um, this, you know, drama is a little less problematic than anything that happens on reality TV. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so chat the chatbot... <laughs> ChatGPT has been in the news over the holiday. People have been playing with it and Google's been freaking out about it. So we're going to talk about that because, as you know, that's one of Google's core businesses that they're like, ah, about. (laughs) Um, And I also I really appreciate Andy bringing this to light. Actually, we're going to talk about should app stores like the Google Play Store actually de-platform social media apps that are not behaving so well. And we're talking about TikTok here, folks. <laughs> do I give TikTok a lot of money? I do. <laughs> but does that mean that they should be hiding things? Abs- they should not be hiding things because I give them $7 a month to watch a guy walk through Disneyland three <laughs> days a week. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we're also going to talk about the results, actually, of Marquez Brownlee's phone of the year post because... Surprise, surprise, there's an Android phone that made the top of the list. Mm. Um, But I feel like it's a good time for Andy and I to also kind of discuss what our experience has been like at the end of this year. You know, we've both been using the iPhone and Mm. the Pixel side by side. So It's been a frisky year for Pixel. It's it's going to get get friskier next year. (laughs) I know. Too bad there wasn't a affordable foldable to put in there, but uh, hmm. (laughs) That's just me. That's just me manifesting. All right, we'll take a quick break, rest our voices, and while we're back, we'll talk more. Well, wintertime is a time of reflection as we go into the new year, and I have a feeling that Google is really reflecting on what is going on with its artificial intelligence. Because it used to be that anytime Google did anything, it was like the only thing to make the headlines. Any startups that wanted to come through, usually we get gobbled by somebody else to try and beat Google at its game. Little old chat GPT seems to have sent shivers down the spine. Uh, and I I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, Andy, that this this is a... So this is going to create an interesting paradigm for Google in the new year because no longer are they the only ones uh, funding all of this and doing all the work. In fact, they're also an incubator <laughs> for other people <laughs> to right. become their... Yeah, I mean, Jet, Jet GPT was based a lot on work that like Google actually created, like an open source as part of like, hey, let's all we're all AI right. researchers, let's all do AI research stuff, and a lot of this. And it's it's uh, uh, we've 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 done too many stories about Google misbehaving to paint them as like mm-hmm. the, the 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 white knights, the 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 glorious like kind kind of benevolent but like they're it, it does look like they're paying the price for saying okay this thing this thing is really potentially really dangerous 
and it would tarnish the reputation of any company that released it before it was ready, con- particularly considering all the damage it could do to culture and society and also a lot of people's livelihoods. But before, so we're going to have to really discuss and think about like the best way to do this responsibly. Whereas a smaller company that doesn't yet have a trillion dollar valuation, but wants to have a trillion dollar valuation, say, <laughs> you YOLO, let's just release this and everybody will be all, everyone's going to be reporting about it. And we're going to be doing interviews with chat GPT. And yes, it'll be super, super racist and it'll make up facts that don't exist, but oh God. it'll be a great demo. And then, and so now, yeah. So now Google's like scrambling. Ah, oh, damn it. We were the one time we actually didn't do evil and it, Spiting us right in the butt. Now what are we going to do? And so the New York Times and a couple other news outlets have gotten access to like memos and like recordings of meetings inside Google saying, yeah, now they really are discussing what the hell should we do about this? Because this could be very, very bad. Yeah, Sundar Pichai has apparently declared a code red over ChatGPT and is now trying to get the teams to turn Google's AI research and demonstrations into actual functioning project uh, products. So not just fun demos that we watch at Google I.O. and go ooh-ah over and then write think pieces What's it like to be a paper airplane? Are you, are, you, are you soaring above the sky? What, what would you be seeing? What country would you be in if you were seeing mountaintops and people harvesting boron on top of, on top of, of, of Lexan, whatever? Well, I want to just shout out here to these AI teams that have been pulled into meetings with Sundar Pichai because this is not a fun thing to have to endure during like the holiday when you are trying because this is the end of the year. Like we're trying to I'm resting right now because I've got a, a lot coming up in the new year. I'm resting. I can't imagine like not being able to rest because all of a sudden your employer is like uh, alarm bells. We've got this huge competition that came out of nowhere. Also, why did this come out of nowhere? <laughs> That's who who was hired to be on the pulse of what's happening? Because I feel like that person should be talked to as, as well. Was there somebody? Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so apparently, there's been a series of meetings to try and define Google's kind of new AI strategy. It's kind of just sort of upended any work that was currently in progress, of course, because now it's becoming. Uh, it's kind of becoming a sales goal, I'm going to say, right? There's probably like a goal now where like we need to get something by Google I.O. that people can, you know, go talk to, like just like chat GPT or something. I don't know. Uh, apparently, and this comes from the New York Times article, employees have also been tasked with building AI products that can create artwork and other images like OpenAI's Dolly technology. So the idea is Google, I, Google wants to be the name on these things that have essentially become like fringe part of the internet. Yeah. Because who's posting this stuff to Instagram? It's it's your friends who are <laughs> who are bored on the fringe of the internet, right? Um yeah. From now until a major conference, this is quoted from the New York Times, expected to be hosted by Google in May, teams within Google's research, trust and safety and other departments have been reassigned to help develop and release <laughs> new AI prototypes and products. Like this is this yeah. is yeah, the challenges ahead. Yeah, and also it's it's. I kind of I, this this is also a little bit what I've been and a lot of people have been waiting for that it's one thing to release a tool that says, "Hey, look, you can make an avatar of yourself looking like a, a, a Viking that's riding a, a laser unicorn across space." Like, 
Okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a, that's a that's a fun <laughs> demo. And again, you you it you got to hold the new cycle for that. What are you going to? How are you going to use this to in a way that is actually functional and useful? Getting back to what we were talking about well, earlier, use it to and, never hire artists again. Right. Sorry. No, well, exactly. And it's it's this. These are part of the discussions that have to be really have to be held about how yes, we were just simply grabbing a data set of of a couple billion images off the internet that had annotations next to them, so that we know exactly what's being described there. But we never really stopped to think about what happens when. Uh, uh, I don't want to insult these people who are being harmed, but there is that category of like mediocre artists, like people who are really good at saying, Hey, uh, we need a magazine illustration of a duck with a hat on it. And it's where he's wearing like a, gr- a green jacket or it could be an orange jacket. It depends on what the layout. Great. And an hour later they email like a PDF of here is, here's what you asked for. And it's not a great drawing, but it's a drawing and it will like, it'll enhance the, the article or whatever. And that's just too easy to do with AI right now. And, but now when you get to uh, chat GPT. Versus paying a person. Yeah. And, 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 but when you get to things like now it can actually produce text that is supposed to be conveying actual information. And we don't know if that information is actually going to be correct because you might have people who used it correctly and simply said, I'm not really a writer, but I can certainly revise and fact check something that someone else has created. That's fair game. But when you have people saying, oh, okay, we need 800 words on uh, way, way on how, how to safely like uh, freeze and store rice so you don't kill people, like you mm. really want to make sure that that's not just like, who knows? There's been like some, there was some sort of like a uh, The Onion article about a deranged Martha Stewart like saying, hey, and if you want to preserve rice, uh, mix it with cow dung or pig dung or any kind of dung, really, and then leave it on the front porch and see if you can get uh, a possum to, to pee on it uh, and then serve it to your guests. And it's been like reposted and reblogged and reshared a million times in chat GPT. Oh, I, I, according to this, like, and so I'll just simply present this as fact. Well, there are several ways that you can get into the refrigerator very quickly. It'll freeze for three months. Or if you have cat feces, uh, just stir it right in there. <laughs> like, so yeah, it's I it's, mean, it's it's weird. I mean, like, like Google has limitations on what they can do with this that uh, that uh, more desperate companies don't, uh, and because they have a lot more responsibility. And the New York Times article also pointed out another problem that Google has that maybe they're probably not going to want to like <laughs> actually talk about uh, publicly uh, when they talk about uh, AI. Everything they do, 60 to 80% of their revenue is all about ads. So, and the great thing about the search, Google search, the way it works right now is that you type in a query and it comes out with, uh, uh, with, uh, with like lots of different suggestions and you can insert ads into those suggestions and boy, what opportunity for serving ads. But if you turn it into like a chat sort of thing where you ask, give me a recipe for a beef stew with, with red wine in it. And just simply a avatar basically types to in response. Oh, here's a recipe that I found that really works well. Well, it's one and done. People are not scrolling. People are not clicking. People are not clicking on ads. So how is that going to undermine Google's, uh, Google's ad business? And if they decide to sort of water down these sort of like chat style interfaces and, it turns out that people really want them. That is a huge opportunity for OpenAI and other companies, Apple even, to create finally a search engine that will 
actually be better, excuse me, that, I, that can actually like tamp down Google's dominance simply because it's an interface they like, the users like, that Google doesn't want to kill their, kill their, uh, kill their darling uh, ad, ad business by, uh, by creating. I didn't actually think about how challenging this was going to be for Google. I think you just think about it as like, oh, this is going to be like one hit to their business. But I do agree that I think 2023, we're going to see some, I hope we see some reshifting from Google on some of its business. I mean, maybe this is why they are working so hard to get back to working as Android being this, you know, this platform of of notice um it's just gonna it's just gonna be interesting i can't imagine google not being about ai though yeah i mean the the new york times article had a really good quote i'm quoting the story here in one recent meeting a manager acknowledged that smaller companies had fewer concerns about releasing these tools meaning these chat ai tools but said google must wade into the fray or the industry could move on without it it's it's, it's all just a big reminder that there's no such thing as too big to fail. That that happens in the banking industry for some stupid reason, but uh, it doesn't happen like with technology. There's, you know, Nokia was too big to too big of a phone titan to be toppled. BlackBerry was too big of a phone titan to be toppled, and then they both got toppled. And because they had all of their eggs in this one basket, as soon as somebody was able to disrupt that source of revenue, they're gone, gone, gone. And so it's interesting to see, to think about what Google could become if not necessarily one company, OpenAI, but basically the world of really clever AI researchers uh, and half-baked but okay, good enough search tools uh, for the internet are able to simply give uh, – just chip away enough of the, uh, Google search's dominance that – just as just as we put on a Band-Aid, no matter who makes it, we will continue to Google something, but we will be using like an Apple widget <laughs> that doesn't use Google at all. That's the thing that the word Google would change maybe in like my daughter's lifetime. Who knows? And I think that's really scary for them to think about that. Also, I wonder if it's just the reason that tech is too can be. The reason that tech can fail, I guess, is is the thing is that because at the end of the day, it is kind of mechanical in its sense versus like banking is very much. Ro- uh, OK, we're not going to talk about capitalism here. I mean, we do talk about that every <laughs> single episode, but I am just kind of thinking about the the system and technology is kind of its own independent system, which is why it breaks the way that it does. And it, like just like Andy said, it if it's not Google, it'd be something else. And I think that's really scaring them. And. Oh my gosh, what an interesting era to be entering into right now to see that like all of these companies have to try and rebrand themselves a little bit to kind of keep going. Well, also, by the way, weathering lawsuits against them (laughs) that are also going to be affecting their business because if Google's advertising and so-called, okay, it is a monopoly. If Google's monopoly is threatened, you know, Again, that takes takes another peg away from them on how to make money. Boy, twenty twenty three is going to be interesting, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it could. It it it, <laughs> I it, know. it could. It you know, it, it could be that like our our our, our Google branded like logo logoed uh, like t shirts and bags. It might be as as ironic as like a pets dot com like tote bag or something. Find five years time, you never know. Or That's the the, the pets so or the pets dot com puppet. Remember the dog that they had <laughs> the in the commercials? Puppet, yeah. And I remember 
Mm-hmm. That became like a like a thing that some people had. Is, see, I told you this is why I keep all the ugly sweaters from the tech companies. <laughs> okay. Although I don't, Microsoft's still standing oh, after all this time, just <laughs> laughing at everybody. Ha ha ha! You thought we were looking stuffy. like a true survivor, feeling like I a know, movie. right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's take a break because our voices are faltering again, or at least mine is. And uh, when we're back, we'll talk more Google. Well, you all know my new favorite place to be right now is TikTok. <laughs> I have to say, I have been investing a lot more time in it since the whole like Twitter fallout. And just I've decided that I'm going to be working on uh, increasing my viewership over <laughs> TikTok or something <laughs> in the new year. Uh, the thing is, is just like I'm having I'm struggling right now with which track to stay on because my TikTok right now is like nerdy toys, um, a little bit of Android versus iOS. Uh, and, and now apparently I'm getting into uh, reviewing Sister Wives episodes <laughs> because that's where TikTok landed me. So uh, and that's why TikTok is a beautiful place. And that's why it is like attracted so many users. But. One of the issues is that TikTok is not, it is not a very fair player <laughs> in in many senses. Um, and, you know, I want to avoid, like, my biggest pet peeve around the tech industry is how, my biggest pet peeve, the tech industry is, can be very racist in the way that it talks about companies. Um, and I, that always has bothered me, um, especially the, like, this is a Chinese company, so we immediately need to be careful of it. China. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I mean, let's be real here about like what the reality is here sometimes. Um, and so for a, I'll be honest that for a while you would all like you'd be like, well, TikTok bite dances pro you know, practices. And I'm like, you know, come on, guys. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, TikTok has actually um so they've been battling a concern that the Chinese government has actually kind of been using the app to spy on uh, I, spy is such a like, well, see the, 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 the terminology you know, is harsh. I know. Yeah, exactly. Cause and, and a lot of this is speculation. I mean, not speculation based on nonsense, yeah. but at least what could possibly happen Alleged. Uh, because exactly. Well, the, here's, you, you started off like in, in 2017, the Chinese government passed a set of like state security laws and state intelligence laws that basically said that, hey, if you are a Chinese company operating in China and the Chinese government asks for your data or for help in any sort of ongoing right. program, security thing, anything in the interest it's of the country. It's their Patriot Act? Right, exactly. You're, you are going to, you're going to simply help them out. And it's so vaguely written that it doesn't say, but, but of course, it's not as though like if you are a social media company, uh, with a worldwide app that's very, very popular, we're going to ask you to, Hey, we're very interested in this person who works for the United States Department of Defense. We want all the tracking data on where this person's phone is and what other TikTok users' phones he's been close right. to over the past eight months. But there's nothing preventing them from doing that. So for years, there's been the government has basically been saying, okay, you know what, you're going to has been having lots of conversations with TikTok about if, if we are really ready to slap you down hard with limiting what you can do in our country. And they've been for for two years across the Trump and the Biden administrations, there have been negotiations mm -hmm. saying, okay, well, what if we organize our data this way? What if we put our data within underneath the umbrella of this other corporation that is technically not a Chinese corporation? Um, and 
again, that's fine. So long, so long, and the 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 saving grace, such as it is, is that people are just worried that this is potentially a problem. So they're not doing themselves. For, and, and I should I should mention that uh, we should mention that there's been a lot of movement in the past few weeks where that big omnibus uh, budget bill that got passed last week. Uh, there was an amend. There was a uh, there was a legislation attached to that that basically said that uh, TikTok is forbidden from all government United States government issued phones. Uh, it's already been banned by anybody who is who is a member of the United States military. Already been banned in about 14 states where if you have a, a state government issued phone, you can't install TikTok on your phone. There's legislation already in through saying that it should not be installed uh, it should be forbidden uh, uh in the excuse me the just yesterday or the day before uh, there was a resolution that's going. It's banned on all phones issued by the House of Representatives, all Congress people and their staff. And there was uh, a law pr- proposed a couple of years ago, a couple of weeks ago, that's probably going to fail. That wants to ban it, like universally uh and for everybody inside the united states which is which would be a nightmare to try to actual if even if it passed they probably it would fail upon the first appeal but that's that's the tightrope they're walking and so when the news comes out that ah well bite dance they did uh, in a, in in response to allegations that uh that employees at ByteDance inside China were using the app to spy on United States journalists. Uh, they found out that yeah, their their four employees have been using <laughs> have been using TikTok personal data of uh, a, a Financial Times journalist and a Fortune magazine journalist to find out where a leak from ByteDance slash TikTok came from. There was absolute hard proof evidence proof of guilt that they have that's been spying incredible. on users yeah that's that's really super bad that's that's awkward that's awkward. i know but it's incredible <sighs> though i'm sorry it's yeah. just uh it, it, it's not incredible in a good way i just think it's so like wild um i also think it's a bummer that um this happened because i understand because the thing about the Play Store, sorry, Andy, I'm kind of jumping ahead here. No, and I do apologize. But um, Andy had a really great notion for us to include it in the doc because it's uh, we're sort of like wondering, like, what responsibility do our app stores have to us as the users of these apps? Right. And so here I am like I'm a really I'm really into TikTok. I use it to get content. It's how I like catch up on TV and stuff now, too how I get into conversations. So how do I feel about the fact that like the Chinese government has all of this information on me? Now, Google, if you go to the Play Store, you do get that information transparently to make your own decision about whether or not to install it because Google has, remember, they've had this campaign over the last couple of years to make the Play Store more transparent so that we would all stop blaming them when things went wrong with apps. <laughs> That's That was the whole point of this was, well, user. You see, they have access to this, this, and this, and TikTok has access to these things, your advertising ID, your location, where you've been, where you're going. And at the end, the experience is better for me as a user because I am so tailored to, of course, like I'm sucked in like a zombie. <laughs> yeah. But I made that conscious decision, right, at the end of the day, because I have all these tools now on my operating system, my mobile operating system, both iOS and Android, 
that allow me to cut off these apps when I'm on them too long, you know, or that allow mm-hmm. me to cut off portions of the apps. And so that is a great question, Andy. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, Whose well, fault see, is it? Is it my fault? Or? Well, it's a, see, here's, here's, here's what's, what really annoyed me. A, of course, again, it's basically investigation of the press. Which is something that I mean I I'm yes I I I, 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 I admit I do not have a journalism degree I am te- if if it were a binary binary designation am I a journalist or not I would say yes feeling that I could defend a binary designation yes or not but it's not as though I am putting my life on the line to uncover malfeasance amongst the rich and powerful in this world putting my life on the line but the problem is that there are journalists who are doing that so it really really gets yes. me upset. When there is a company that is saying, you know, we're going to target journalists for surveillance. And it also sounds a little bit weird that we're talking about, oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I, when when I use TikTok, I expect that they're going to sell my personal information to any data aggregator and then anybody could purchase it and make use of that. But I don't expect it to be used for government sp- – for, for spying. Uh, That's, and so but, – yeah. but nonetheless, this is a really major line that got crossed. This is not what anybody is expecting in terms of service. Of, of course, yes, if you're – if, if to target ads to me – you're gonna. I'm going to give you permission to have this information about my, my location, my IP address, uh, even like where I where I've been, what, what I'm sort of interested in. But this was. We want to find out who's been talking to the press inside our company. Therefore, we are going to examine the the, the the IP addresses and data of these two journalists, plus a whole bunch of people who are associated with these two journalists, to try to uncover the identity of an anonymous source. And that is absolutely the should be the third rail. This should be the thing that if you touch it, you have to expect mm. that you are going to suffer damage. Not you shouldn't mm. expect this going to be a PR problem. It's not going to be oh well, goodness. We should let's make sure that next year's uh, that when we uh, have our quarterly re- quarterly results call, we say that we might be expecting a fine that we're going to have to pay, and it might be substantial. Right, right. No, you have to worry that yours the survivability of your company is at stake, and because no government, certainly not the United States government, is willing to give citizens the right to privacy and the right to their data to such an extent that there are things that a company like like ByteDance or TikTok completely cannot do and remain on the on the good side of the law but Apple and Google have these abilities they can uh, they do hold their developers to certain standards and to certain obligations among them that they are not going to push spyware upon users of the iPhone upon users of Android phones and right. my my thought is that again, if I were, I, I know that I know that there are a hundred reasons why this could never work. But if I were a CEO, I've I've I would like to think that at this point I would be calling people in and saying, I'm going to give you a week to convince me not to deplatform TikTok from the Google Play Store by and mm. declare it a piece of spyware. Uh, that is because we we have to take a stand and say that we are not going to let somebody abuse an app that we are that we're not going to let them basically weaponize uh, the the Play Store and to ex- make us an accomplice in deploying uh, uh, a a social media tool that might be used conceivably 
to not to simply find out, gee, we want to we want to fire the employee who talked to the press, but we want to find out who this journalist talked to so that we can have them arrested and then claim that he fell off the roof of a parking garage. Okay, because this is what happens. This is what this is legitimately is what what's happening worldwide. I would want to have, and if I didn't get that really good argument about why we can't do that, I would say TikTok. Guess what? You are off the Play Store, not permanently, but until you not simply issue an apology and a report, until you prove to us that there are now systems in place to make such a thing impossible to happen again, you're you're staying off of the Play Store. You're staying off of the Apple App Store. And by the way, if it ever happens again, you're gone for good. Okay, you are gone from good. Have a good time trying to figure out how to have a so successful social media network on open source phones that run Linux. Try to have a good, have a great time trying to figure out how to make that run in a browser and get all the things you need to get to make it run. Or you could simply get your damn house in order and not do things that are that shameful because there is, we've, we've had this conversation on lots of different topics time and time again, that what I worry, I'm, I'm not speaking for you, I'm only speaking for myself, that time and time again, I get concerned about where is the line that a trillion dollar company like Google or Apple or Facebook or Microsoft will not cross. We we can understand that uh, wanting to operate in countries whose governments are very hostile towards its own citizens from a human rights perspective, it's problematic, it's very, very tricky and even human rights organizations don't say that, hey, the right thing to do is to simply refuse to operate in those countries because when Apple puts iPhones in the hands of Chinese users, of Turkish users, of Russian users, it gives them a tool of communication and expression they didn't have otherwise. That's legit. But where is the line where they say that you are spying on journalists to try to discover the identities of anonymous sources? To me, that's a line. They have to be hurt. They have to be damaged by whatever happens to them as a result of this. Otherwise, the lesson they will learn is don't get caught or budget for the PR harm that's going to happen. Because we can't, we, I was joking a little bit earlier about talking about we have financial institutions that apparently are too, are too big to fail, that no matter how badly they screw up the entire world, an entire economy, an entire society, so the housing market, the employment market, uh, the credit market, no matter how badly they screw things up, there is no way that the highest executives are not going home with their bonuses. And there is no way that they're not going to get a bailout to make sure they can stay afloat. Because for some reason, we've agreed that they're too big to fail. Let's be smarter about this with technology companies. Let's not be so dumb as to fall for that. Let's say that ByteDance, TikTok is not too big to fail. Facebook is not too big to fail. Even Google, when they uh, when they have their own like when they have their own apps, are not too big to fail. They have to be able to be banned from an app store, feel absolute pain, or else they will feel no responsibility whatsoever to be even vaguely responsible. Here endeth Andy's lesson lecture slash sermon i agree with you however i also just sent you a link for the reason that google will not deplatform tiktok which is that the united states nets 41 million dollars in google play revenue from just from tiktok alone uh excuse me tiktok nets 41 million dollars from the u.s audience 
I, I don't know why I'm having a hard time saying the sentence, but I think you get what I'm saying. <laughs> the United States gets $41 million for Google. Uh, the, and this was just actually from, um, was this from 2022? 2022, as of November 2022, is how much money the app has made for Google. And we were just kind of talking about all of these issues that Google are face, Google is facing in 2023 with regards to making money. And so it's it's frustrating because ethically, Andy makes a lot of sense. But if you look at it from the money standpoint, what is being chosen? <laughs> right? Because that's, that's what it feels like in this in this sense. It feels like it's money being chosen over the users. And I, I feel like with the way things are right now, it's it's unfortunately going to be a harder ask. Maybe I'm being cynical. Yeah. Maybe well, I'm being cynical. Yeah. I mean, I, I, won't, I won't go into. I, I've I've already I've already abused your time and the listeners' time with what what what, what which was a very sincere but definitely a sermon of a kind. Um, but this is this is why I think that oftentimes we trick ourselves into forgetting first principles of behavior. That yeah, uh, there are times in life when you're confronted with an absolute bastard of a problem, where there is no choice you can make that is you're going to be even remotely comfortable with. Okay, that if Google and let's say they're having an actual meeting about this and both sides are being really, really strong in their arguments about, no, we should at least temporarily ban uh, deplatform TikTok for a period of time until we are satisfied ourselves that this is that they are as pissed off about that uh, TikTok and ByteDance are esteemed about this as we are. And but and by the way. Uh, this with the internal audit, they actually hired an outside law firm, ByteDance, to do that audit and dis- and produce this report. So good, good for them. Uh, but you're going to, when you come to the decision that look, this is we need. We have 100. And Google now has something like 180 mil, no, 180 thousand employees worldwide, and each division mm-hmm. has its own its own headcount. And that without revenue, they're going to have to fire a lot of people, and that's a terrible thing to have to do. And so I can understand how that's where the you can't just simply make these flag waving. Um, we're gonna, we're fighting for the side of right, and so therefore the, damn the consequences. Well, and TikTok they, creators. And well, okay, I, well. I care I care I care less about them because they're. You I know. know. Uh, but but what I, what I'm getting at is that the when the uh, when the decision is made, I'm hoping I, I know that the person who is chairing that meeting has to say, okay, so we're agreed. We are going to allow TikTok to continue to operate. However, we all acknowledge that there is some blood on our hands here. We have to take some mm-hmm. responsibility for allowing this to happen. And therefore, we cannot be, uh, and then, and you would hope that if they get, if this becomes a, a PR problem for Google, they're not going to say, oh, our hands are tied. We, What else could we possibly do? Say, well, you could have done something very, very difficult. Just like, and I'm not I'm not seeing an equivalence here. I'm just I'm I'm uh, j- just like when you see someone who is walking through a pond, walking across a pond and broke through broke through the ice, you have to be okay. It's legitimate for you to say that this is a very very dangerous rescue, which I cannot do myself. Uh, this person 
very likely will not survive or be very, very imperiled mm-hmm. if I don't jump in and try to save them, but I have kids of my own. Uh, you have to, there are times where you have to acknowledge that I had to put one set of principles above another. I have responsibility for, yes, I could have saved this person's life, but I didn't. Don't hide behind the idea that, well, there was no way I could possibly done that. I could not have taken that risk. Yeah, you could have. You and and, and and we can have longer discussions about whether you should have what you should have done or not. But very rarely, and when it come to the real world financial decisions, you had the option. Google at one point said goodbye to China forever, and that wasn't necessarily. And that yeah. wasn't necessarily even even that wasn't there was there was, there was complexity behind that went beyond wanting to do the right thing or basically saying, look, you're creating rules upon which we can't operate. And LinkedIn has also run a follow of that, and other with Microsoft and other companies. At some point, you say, "No, we can't operate under these rules. Goodbye. It's going to cost us a lot of money, but we just don't have that option of operating under these under these tools." So I'll I'll I'll, I'll wind myself down here, but all I'm saying is that <laughs> I think that it's it's a loss if companies like that run app stores don't hold companies like TikTok responsible. It is a much greater loss if we allow ourselves to believe, well, what was Google and Apple, what were Google and Apple going to do? Turn to not, not, not earn $40 million in revenue every year. Like, like, like that's an option. Yeah, that's an option. You, you, that, the, you know, what were they poor companies going to do with that? Without pay, that 40 pay, million? Paying your employees right. a living wage as required by the state in which you're operating Okay, what do you? What were we gonna do? Like, say no to a way of of either uh, of either getting away with it and making eleven million dollars we didn't have before, or not getting away with it and having to pay a fine that was much less than what we were gonna get from that fraud? What would you have done? Like, oh, for heaven's sake! Anyway, that that's that's how the devil wins, not by offering us eternal youth in addition in return for our soul, uh, but agreement to turn the other way and agree that ethics and morality do not matter at all, as opposed to being a factor and not always being the dominant factor in your decision. Andy, can I make you smile? Tonight, good luck. I have a squishy taco. A squishy taco. Okay, you can make me smile. <laughs> Does it actually, is it squeaky or just squishy? It's, just squ- it's a Taco, oh, it's taco Bell, Bell taco. taco. Okay. <laughs> Is it does it does it have Bluetooth mesh? Is it does it have a? It does not. No, <laughs> this I this I got this because I found it at like one of those stores where you buy stocking stuffers, and I bought one for myself. And I I wanted to show you because this is what I've been squeezing while yes. having the conversation. <laughs> Before I'll, so. to, 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 end, to end this on a on more positive on a more positive note, one yes. of the nicest one of the one of the things one of the greatest like human accomplishments of why the humans are great. There's this picture that's been floating around okay. on social media about how, you know, some uh, someone's dog like inevitably got shredded their new squeaky dog toy and they find they and so the the, the squeaker like little plastic squeaker that makes the noise, they found mm-hmm. that after it been like torn apart is actually embossed with <laughs> the text the whoever designed this uh the molds for it had it embossed with the text game over your dog won throw this away now. <laughs> <laughs> I I love I love the fact That's that so, someone took a little extra time after functionally designing something that was going to work was like you know what I think that after having to vacuum up all that shredded in, inner stuff and knowing that oh damn that was another we're gonna have to find another eighteen dollar dog toy I'm we're gonna give this person a, a, a smile realize that you know what we're on your side we know this thing's happened 
but I bet that's a wonderful dog anyway. Side note, dog toys are also great for babies. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes they have really cute, you know, things that you can't get in the baby section. Uh, let's let's end this. Let's end this on a high note and, up, and, and, and a up, low note. And up note, right? Exactly. Not not. And when we say low and note, low note. Again, given what I've what the mood that I've been in and the things I've been talking about. When I say low note, I mean relatively like localized low note, not a doom and gloom low note. Sorry, everybody. We still got Orthodox Christmas coming up in, in, like next week. So there's still people who are like making, stocking their stuff, making their, getting their stocking stuffed and keeping their tree up for an extra week for Orthodox Christmas. And I'm sorry. I we're yes, I have some Russian friends right now who are getting ready to celebrate New Year's. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just their, their tree holiday. Um, so I was going to say, you know, every time I see a Marquez Brownlee screenshot, I immediately feel like I need to buy myself a really nicely fitted blazer versus the really baggy one that I own. That makes me look like Winona Ryder. Um, Because Mark has, looking very sharp, uh, in front of this table of phones, I'm looking at a a screenshot posted on a Boy Genius Report article. On the phones, the phones have all been ranked, it seems, in terms of which cameras uh, are the best and which ones we're not. Uh, I think the most important one to note, though, here on the Material Podcast is that uh, the Pixel 7 is the phone of the year yes. award, according to his roundup. So, yeah, so uh, definitely successful. Uh, again, we have, <laughs> we're not investors in Google. We didn't work, we're not engineers. And so, therefore, we shouldn't be concerned about the success or failure of, of, of any manufacturer's phone. But yeah, I mean, after Google having so many false starts, it's nice to see so many people, like not only Marcus Brownlee's like end of year, like phone of the year awards, uh, but also I think nine to five Google it was a reader's choice. Android police was a Google's choice. It was a reader's choice that so many of the phones in the pixel line are being applauded for either being extremely cheap, but a wonderful or even competing toe to toe with an iPhone is still like a, wonderful or Samsung phone, still a wonderful phone. So I hope that a lot of, I hope that all the people who are in that really, really uh, awkward meeting at, right before the launch of the pixel four with Greg Osterlo, you know, the famous one where they're about to launch the pixel four and the new like head of like consumer hardware say, I don't understand why we're even shipping this. This makes no sense. This is not the sort of thing we should be making. Like, hooray. Are we, are we still having the pizza party <laughs> for the launch? <laughs> Why? Because a violin, a tiny violin gesturing yes. <laughs> mean is nothing that will sell like a bunch of phones. Because that's really, they were like, do a tiny violin. Yeah. Oh, well. It'll go to the next song that way in front of your phone. Wave your fingers and Why? wiggle them a little bit. Why? Like, okay. I, I, I still I still think solely I think I still think solely would have been an interesting thing, but only only a company like yes. Apple could have possibly made it work because they have the ability to really convince developers to integrate yes. stuff that maybe they're not interested in. They also have the really creative, I don't want to say that Android developers aren't creative, but there are a lot of people uh, who develop for Apple who are very, very uh, uh, wonderfully bent in their imagination that if you give them a new thing to try, <laughs> they'll figure out a way to use it. So, so that's, mm-hmm. so I'm, so I'm glad, I'm glad that like, I'm glad that like the, the pixel team is probably has good reason to be pretty happy right now. Uh, and so, and I mean, a few users of the pixel seven less reason to be happy but oh well 
So and so it goes. I just want to quickly throw in my seven cents here, which is that I agree with these assessments in that the iPhone 14 Pro Max, by the way, this is what it said, is the best camera system of the year. Um, I also agree that I am very happy with myself for buying the Pixel 7, the smaller one, Mm. as my phone. The thing is, I miss, again, I mentioned this before, I miss the telephoto on the back. Yeah. But I would rather not carry the Pixel 7 Pro. (laughs) So Yeah, I get that. Unfortunately, this this is the first... My Pixel 6 Pro is the first like large phone that I've owned, and I I'm not saying I'm, I could never go back. It's just that when I was testing out the 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 uh, the iPhone 14, it's a four, not, I have the iPhone 14 Pro, not the Plus. Like it just feels small and a little bit cramped. I wish I had a larger real estate here to deal with. Um, and yeah, the tele, once you get used to the only thing that I really w- makes me really wish that I held off a year was again that super telephoto. Because uh, the Pixel Six Pro had a really good has, has a good really good telephoto. I'm still in love with it. Have no regrets whatsoever. But yeah, that's the one thing that that, that was the reason why uh, when all those people on Reddit and elsewhere were saying you're not going to believe this, but because trade in offers are so high and the discounts mm-hmm. are also so great during Black Friday, it's possible to trade your like Pixel Six for Pixel Seven for like thirty dollars. <laughs> And I could not figure out, and I believe all these people who are saying they did it, I could not figure out how it was done because every time I tried to do it, it would cost me like 300 something dollars, mm. like enough to like, okay, don't be an idiot. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice. It's just nice to see that I, I still think that the Pixel phones are important. I, uh, I once again had another good reason to uh, explain to people why Pixels are awesome. And that's because I had to be on hold with my pharmacy for like an hour and 15 minutes and yes. once again, I'm reminded that Pixel is the only phone, even among Android phones, where they say there must be a way to make the phone features better. And every time that I point out to people, oh, no, I've got I've got a robot listening to the phone, a robot that's listening for their robot. <laughs> and yeah. So, like, their robots are going to hash it out and let me know when I when they need a human voice to actually contribute. You know, the thing about the telephoto lens, just to say, like, if you're considering a pro versus a non-pro is it gives you more angles for the shot. And like when you're taking a picture from where you're sitting down, you can actually kind of zoom in to the situation that you're trying to capture versus being far away. And I just want to say like for 2023, I have made all these resolutions. I'm keeping a list of phone things I'd really like to consider in my reviews. And I'm really studying like the camera stuff because when I when I started reviewing phones, I don't I didn't consider so much what the different lenses would mean in my life and now that i'm actually using like an iphone next to a pixel yeah i really understand that these are just like swapping out lenses on my sony (laughs) for that slightly different angle um so i will look more into that but the other thing i'm hoping never to look into (laughs) is so apparently android police posted that Dozens of Pixel 7 and 7 Pro owners across the internet have been kind of complaining about, complaining is maybe (laughs) not even a fair word, but glass, the glass covering the camera lens on the back is shattering, which you absolutely do not want to have because these sensors are getting so much bigger with all these new phones. And, you know, that renders your phone useless. Uh, The stories have been pretty consistent, including the crack the fracture on the glass, it looks like somebody just went in 
uh, how should I say it? it? It's like if somebody were to punch <laughs> a window yeah, exactly. it's to like, like it's you know like, get at something. It's, it's it's like if you imagine like a circular window and someone like throwing firing a BB into the center of it. It's like a round exactly. It's, it's like a round spider web of cracks radiating from a center that cover that over the over one specific lens. So it's not as though there's like a hairline crack like vertically across that entire like back of the glass or whatever. Um, Correct. Yeah. And it's and it's I mean if it had happened once or twice it would be kind of weird and interesting but. The fact that it's happening like this exact same pattern time and time again for obviously not enough to make the front, make this into a New York Times article, but enough that you have a consistent story going. Also, a lot of them are saying that oh, excuse me, all of them are saying no, I didn't drop it, no, I didn't bang it against anything. It just simply, it just spontaneously shattered. And a lot of them are saying it happened like when they took the phone outside, it was super cold outside, which might mm. be relevant <laughs> to the situation. Oh, my goodness. Well, the real bummer of this is that Google told them that the damage must have been their own fault and that the repair won't be covered under warranty. So please, $400 and we'll fix it for you. Um, But from the sounds of it, it seems like it's kind of a manufacturing defect, especially if it's not performing under the extreme weather that we are experiencing, because these are things, sweethearts, that are supposed to be tested in a lab right. by the manufacturer of the device. And the, and, okay. the, and some of the people who are reporting about, uh, who included the detail about uh, taking it outside in cold weather, it was not as though they were taking it from like a hundred degree, you know, uh, a kitchen out into like minus 80 degrees Siberia. It was, it was within the, within the temperatures that are, it's supposed to be able to perform with. And yeah, you're absolutely right. If they don't account for the fact that someone might leave a 70 degree office and step out into right. uh, like an 18 degree or eight degree outside, that is perfectly yeah. within yeah. the realm of what people experience like in normal weather. That's something that I'm sure that they test for. And again, it's, it's not so widespread that it's, we found out about this like two weeks. We've been finding about this all the time, but the fact that enough people have been showing off that it is an edge case, but you would think that it's an interesting enough edge case that Google would offer would suddenly say, yes, we're definitely fixing them for free. If only because we want to get that hardware like back into the lab to find out exactly what happened. That's, that's one of the most interesting little pieces, uh, interesting tidbits that I ever like found out, uh, particularly, uh, particularly about Apple is that when they release a new iPhone or at least after when I found out about this, like some, some years ago, like the, the Apple stores, the genius bars actually have a hunting license by they're given to them by Cupertino saying that we want you to, we want you to capture meaning that give them a free, if someone comes in with the, the, mm-hmm. the back, the, the, the screen has broken, uh, don't, uh, Give them a free one, uh, but capture capture the device and send it back to us in Cupertino. If something stopped working because it got dropped in water, again we uh, we want at least three of those. We can at least two of them that I don't know. It was it's uh, it's it's it saw dogs and cats living together and it couldn't handle it. That's sort of stuff. basically because they want to get these these phones back. To say okay, we thought that this would be okay that it would survive X Y and Z, but now we actually get to see when this is dropped. How does this happen? Uh, and of course, after a couple of weeks, yeah, now it's on you because yeah, you shouldn't have dropped it. But this is the, this, the it, that's what I thought of when I saw this. That I'm guessing that this is exactly the sort of thing that uh, Google engineers would love to take a look at. See, there's something that we did not anticipate. Why is this? Why is this happening? Yeah, I I mean, you would think. 
I will be watching this, by the way, because this is really interesting. And as it is with every new phone release, I try to watch the forums or at least the blogs reporting on the forums to kind of like see what people are complaining about. I, I was watching it with the Pixel 6. I'll watch it with the Pixel 7. And now I'm, you know, I'm owning the Pixel 7. So I want to know what's happening. But the fact that you have to pay possibly $400, if this happens yeah. to you, let me and Andy know. We, we would love to know um, your experience. I did have to pay a ridiculous amount of money when I broke my Pixel 3 way back in the day, but that was totally user error. I dropped my right. phone without a case on it. So it was like, Flo, come on. You knew better. This just seems egregious. Um, and God, if you're spending, if you got that phone for 200 bucks with a trade-in and then they want, to, they want you to pay yeah. $400 to fix it, <laughs> heck no. I'd rather just buy a Pixel 6a at that point. Yeah. Just get a brand new phone. Also, also that's the, see that that's the vulnerability of like selling an Android phone because you're like if I if if my first Samsung phone was it was it just the screen like turned turned all green and yellow after about a month and they weren't they mm-hmm. didn't they didn't fix it under warranty it would be like okay guess what I'm Yes, I'm going to have to give you $300 to fix this, but I'm never buying another Samsung phone ever. I'm going to buy another Android phone. I mean, exactly. at, least with, at least with iPhone, you have like lock-in to say that I don't want to have to transfer all of my notes. I don't want to have to transfer all of my Apple-specific services. Damn you, Apple. But okay. But also, the, it's, it might not – I don't think – I think it would be less likely to happen with Apple. I mean, people have bad – people do have bad customer service experiences, but oftentimes like – at least the luck of the draw, the draw with the Genius Bar is that they they do have what they what again up, up, they might have changed recently and became a little bit more venal, but these consistently people who were ex like uh, Genius Bar workers would tell me no we we have like a, we were always like employing what we call the the unofficial we're awesome uh, policy, it's basically that okay this person. They dropped their phone. They were honest with me. They did, or they 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 put their phone through the wash. They were honest with me. They didn't say that. Oh, we just it just stopped working, and now I want to know what you are going to do about it. They, I'm sorry, we I totally <laughs> forgot about it. I, you know, got wet, got splashed, and now it doesn't work. And they they, they was okay. We'll get. We're going to replace your phone after explaining to them that they don't. It's it's out of warranty. We're going to make an exception for you because we think that you tried to take good care of your phone, but. Things happen and realize that there is a note here saying that please don't give them another free phone. But you, you like you like hearing stories about that that because accidents do happen and you'd like to you like to have someone who comes in contrite, thinking that hoping that oh gosh I hope that like it's a cheap repair and finding out no it, it's this is this phone is toast it's going to cost like six hundred dollars for a new daughter board because this is not within warranty, but we're just going to give you a free new phone because we're awesome. That that's what that's what gets you to buy the iPhone 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. We're going to start winding down because so. we are nearing the end of the episode. But I feel like this is a good time for me to share with you a very personal anecdote of mine, which is that I think I have a dream to run like a tech support shop just like this. Because <laughs> I don't know. I just. I just want to help few people fix things and also use a spudger on your electronics. <laughs> Doesn't that sound fun? It's a, see, what sounds like fun is like to put the <laughs> put that heating pad on top of something and just like peel it off with the glue. Yes, I mean, I'm watching those videos on TikTok. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, uh, thank you everyone for listening to our this our last episode of 2022. We're heading into 2023. Um, I 
officially have decided that I do not do any resolutions until May (laughs) because May is my birthday month. And so for me, that's technically my full circle around the sun. And so for me, like that's that's when it matters for me to make these sort of things. But I do believe in intention setting. And so I guess for this next year, I just I just want things to seem easy. I feel like I I would. I would love that. Like if the tech industry could just make things a little easier for me without putting me in danger, like that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that the whole point of it anyway? I think so. I don't I don't I don't do yeah. resolutions only because like and I don't mean this in a superior way. It's just that like it's it seems like I, if if it's a good idea Personal for thing. me to stop to be like not be drinking like 2 liters of diet Dr Pepper every single day throughout the work week. Maybe I can start on that like December third when that idea when that first occurs yeah. to me, and also the uh, the way the it's it's not a good way if you're trying to keep your brain working uh, operational on a high level like the then the first time like in February when you don't go out for your daily walk it's like oh well geez I broke my streak well now it doesn't matter anymore it's like no I'm just I think the only resolution that works is to I'm going to try here's here are things I want to keep my eye yeah. on this year. I'm not going to set a specific goal for it. I'm not going to say I'm going to lose 15 pounds. I'm not going to say that I'm going to work my way up to walking 50 miles a week. I'm saying I'm going to try. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep aware mm-hmm. of these things. Professionally, here are goals that I'd like to pursue. And I'm just going to keep that in mind. Health-wise, emotionally, uh, uh professionally, everything. I'm going to keep these things in mind because if you're not if you're not thinking about uh, you should always be thinking about ways to make your life better. You should make sure you're not in doing so. You don't make your life worse by saying, Oh, I'm such a loser. Oh God. That's like, it was, I, I could have gone for a walk today, but I didn't go for a walk today. And now I don't get to put that gold star in this on the calendar in that day. It's like, it's fine. You tried. Just be, 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 yeah. be, be your own parent. Be your own ideal parent. Be the one who said, you know what? Mm-hmm. You did screw up, but. I know that your heart was in the right place. I know that you learned from this lesson and I know that you're going to keep on trying dis- despite defeats. As you know, the only, the only resolution I think that if it's a specific resolution uh, and if it's advice that I'm, if as if I'm entitled to give advice, pick one thing that you're going to try that you know you're going to suck at. That's going to come out terrible. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to uh, make a copy of the Mona Lisa. Do something that you know you're going to suck at. <laughs> Ba- bake, laugh, ba- yes. bake, bake one of those like uh, the most complicated dessert you saw like, on British Bake Off because you know you're never going to get that right, but you think it's going to be fun to fail. And get used to the idea of trying hard, having a new experience, and letting go of the results because in the, res- the thing that makes you a better person is your resilience – to when uh, reality doesn't meet up to your expectations and your eagerness to take what you earned from that experience. So do, some, do something and fail hard, fail wonderfully, fail heroically, fail in such a way that you can't wait to tell people about how badly this went south. And, you know, you'll never fail as horribly as a tech company. <laughs> yes. You're, there's, 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 there's a, there's a, there, you know, as, as badly as that, as that tray of Madelines might have come out, come out, you probably will not have set into motion a sequence of events that caused, you know, hundreds of idiotic, violent yahoos to descend upon Congress to disrupt a, a fair so federal true. election. 
Okay, so on that basis, how bad could those cookies possibly come out, really? Correct. Andy, should we should tell people where to find us on the internet? In the I new think year? so. For <laughs> for sunnier times, uh, go to uh, for now. Go to mm-hmm. Anatko on Instagram, Anatko on Twitter. Uh, I'm <laughs> again. If I believe in resolution, I say my resolution is to have Anatko.com finished and up and running the way I want it by by the end of January. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to simply keep trying. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to do a better job than I did in mm-hmm. 2022. But those are always the two great places to go and see me. And if you go on Twitter, you also see find my Mastodon like account. Occasion if I don't know if in 2023 Twitter gets worse and everybody has to leave it. Yeah. Well, you already know you can find me on social media. All the links to that is at florenceion.com. If you'd like to know where to find me, that includes TikTok. Uh, and also, um, flowrights.tech will take you to my bylines over at gizmodo.com, which is my my day job. <laughs> I guess for now, see you in the new year. Everybody yep. be, be healthy, be happy. Just take care of yourselves and we'll be here for you. Yep. We'll be here for you in the new year. Thank you. Thank you for listening to us. And again, and thank you so much for listening. Yeah, exactly. Abs- <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for listening to us. And we hope that 2023 will be a year that will bring us closer together. We'll definitely try. Always, always a good goal. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. See you in 2023. Happy New Year to you, Flo. Thank you very much for being my podcasting partner for low these 300 and... I've forgotten 392 episodes. Oh, eight, eight more and we get to have cake. I was going to say, Andy, <laughs> eight more podcast episodes and we get to have cake. And happy new year to you, too. Let's start thinking about what kind of cake we're going to get. Ex- an exceptional one. <laughs>